You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Brian, hit it. Yeehaw! Well, it's not bad. You're not a professional, but I'll go with that. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and that's is Brian Max. Brian is a um, star of the internet, I guess. That's the way we're going to do it. I guess he was on last week, and uh, we invited him back because he knows so much stuff that I don't know. And when we have a little chat, we're going to find out how he actually makes a living. Joining us today, Deborah Hendrickson. Debbie is the CEO of Wayfair Insurance, and we're going to talk about what is hot right now and the hottest thing in the marketplace, RVs. And I didn't realize that RVs are everything from trailers to uh, those buses that cost like $3 million. And Dom Viteri is going to join us. Dom is with Dom's Auto Parts. We're going to talk about going through COVID-19, buying used parts, and keeping our first responders on the road. And we're going to be talking with a race car driver by the name of Daniel Morad. Daniel's the winner of uh, 24 hours of uh, Daytona. Uh, I don't know what class he is. Uh, Brian, what class was he in? Uh, he, I believe it was called GTD at the time. So he was racing a Porsche 911, and uh, him and his teammates won 24 hours of Daytona, which is not an easy feat. No, definitely not. God. I was, I've been down there, and it's just unbelievable, the speed. So we're going to talk about him and how he actually makes a living racing cars. Because most guys I know that race cars are broke. So. <laughs> That's so true, isn't it, <laughs> We'll figure that one out. So having said all that, we're going to come back in a few minutes, and we'll... Oh, we also deliver our contest with uh, the CAA. If uh, you'd like to win a premium CAA membership, just go to davescoingarage.com. We're ready to rock and roll, and we'll be right back with Deborah Hendrickson from Wayfair Insurance. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Don't forget to enter online to win a CAA Plus membership. It's easy to enter. Just go to davescornergarage.com. Our last winner will be announced next weekend. So, Dave, we've got a guest. Who do we have with us? We have Deborah Hendrickson, and she's with Wayfair Insurance. Deborah, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Good. This is RV season. Everybody can who wants to go to the hotel can't because the restaurants aren't open unless you want to eat in your room. So the hottest thing out there is RVs, correct? They certainly are. Yeah, we're super excited that the government is now allowing, you know, camping and, you know, the opening of the parks, et cetera. Even with some appropriate, safe social distancing uh, applying. But, you know, it's exciting for the industry to be, you know, getting back out there. And, you know, the dealers are open and they're available for service. And, you know, we're here to help customers through their insurance questions and policy reviews. So question is, an RV is it could be anything from a pup trailer, right, to yeah. to one of those three million dollar buses. Certainly can, yeah. We we cover all types of uh, trailers, uh, all the way to motorhomes of of all size, shapes, and and values. Fascinating. So some of this stuff has been left outside during the winter. So I gather that you're going to be busy uh, in the first part of the season uh, taking care of damage that's, that's happened over the season. 
Yeah, typically when when people or customers get back um, to their RVs, if they're in a park, for example, or they've had their motorhome in storage, um, you know, the first thing for them to do is, you know, have a look at it, make sure there hasn't been damage. If there has been damage, you know, review that, uh, you know, give us a call and we'll help them through the claims process if that's required. So what happens is that I call you up and I say, uh, a tree fell into my uh, RV and you tell me, no, it's an act of God. <laughs> well, that uh, it's it's funny. Act of God is actually not a term uh, used in, in insurance products in Canada, but the concept which like a falling tree, that's really uh, considered to be a, a comprehensive type claim. Um, so yeah, it, it, it certainly would be covered. I mean, the key thing um, we would do is to make sure that you have the right policy coverage in the kind of specialty products that we provide, it certainly would be. You've got a kind of special customer because they're usually older, right? And they, they're, they're good drivers because once they park, that's it. Um, it's, it's really a unique market. It is a unique market. Um, and yes, our customers are, uh, a number of them are retired um, and they've chosen sort of the RV space as a, as a terrific lifestyle to be involved in. And, and, and frankly, now we're starting to see young families uh, get involved as well because it's a great way to kind of get away with your family, particularly in sort of this, you know, I can't say post-COVID because we're not quite out of it yet, but in the the opportunities and or the restrictions that we have on broader travel. This is a great way to spend some time outside with your family. Now, last week or the week before, I think we had a fellow on that was actually renting time on RVs, like a, like a, like a timeshare. People would rent yeah. their RVs out. Yeah. How does that work as far as insurance is concerned? Well, those uh, owners, the RV owners, um, obviously need to make sure that they have the appropriate uh, insurance coverage in those rental scenarios so that their unit is covered. Um, you know, perhaps this particular renter might be it's the first time they've ever been in an RV, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So there's specialized rental insurance um, for RV owners who want to rent out their RV. And Wayfair is, uh, that's a particular line of business that we're, we're involved in. So we'd be happy to help anybody who's interested in finding out more about that. Now you're a broker, which means you have a, a, a variety of different insurance companies that you can deal with. Ex explain me your, your job. Yeah, well, our number one job uh, is really to take care of our customers, right? So our, our duty as an insurance broker is to represent the interest of our customer, the policyholder. So as a broker, we are your advocate. Uh, and it means getting the right coverage. It also means helping you navigate, you know, with the insurance company, say you have a claim. Um, and that that's the primary responsibility over and above anything that we have with our insurance companies. So brokers want to keep our loyal customers. One of the best ways for us to do that is to keep them well informed. Uh, and that's particularly through the claims process, right? As a broker wafer, we'll do everything we can to make sure that you're properly cared for, cared for through uh, a claim. See, I've been with this same insurance company almost 40 years. Uh, they were recently sold, but that personal relationship was gone. And and I felt so comfortable in the fact that I had a personal relationship with my broker and I knew that they were looking out for me. Uh, I think that's really the part of the equation that's most important. It absolutely is. And, and it, it, it's a huge advantage to us in terms of retaining, you know, great customers like yourself, um, you know, loyal customers. And, and in particular, it's something that Wafer has a unique opportunity to do in, in our specialized products because we understand those those claim scenarios better than any other 
brokerage in Canada, I would say. Ryan, you got any questions? Yeah, Deborah, I'm, I'm curious uh, if you've seen, uh, you know, for me, I've had a car sit for a couple of months during this pandemic. Um, are, are people taking insurance uh, coverage off of their cars during this time or, or what, are, what are they doing? Yeah, every consumer is different. Um, therefore, every customer is different. Uh, depending on their personal situation, um, many people are taking off coverage. Many people are reducing the coverage that they have available. So it just depends on, you know, whether you're, you know, really working from home or maybe you're retired and you're not driving at all. That's one instance. Uh, but if you have to use your car occasionally, which a lot of us do, um, you know, there, there are opportunities. There were opportunities in the last few months to really reduce the the coverage because it takes the exposure down, it gives you a little bit of premium relief. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, and uh, one other question, Deb, um, if you're if you're no longer you know if you're working from home and no longer commuting, does that does that change the perspective from the insurance company? Yeah, it definitely does. And most insure in, insurance companies were providing like a commuting discount. So if you go from regular commuting to your business to, you know, pleasure only, so the occasional trip to the grocery store or, or, or somewhere else, then, yeah, there's definitely been a reduction. A lot of customers have taken advantage of that. Do you see that in your plans for the future, that there's going to be a reduction in the amount of use of cars? I think it's the new reality. I mean, I think as businesses figure out, you know, are they moving back to their locations? Are they going to allow more work from home? I think, I think it's going to be a change for sure. Fascinating. How do people get more information from Wayfair? Absolutely. Check out our website. There's a ton of information there. Uh, Wayfairinsurancegroup.com. W-A-Y-F-A-R-E-R insurancegroup.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to get that right. Uh, yeah, have a look there. We've got loads of information on you know our specialty products, insurance in general, and feel free to give us a call. Yeah, there's lots of questions and answers in there. Um, and then this, I have one last question, which has nothing to do with, with Wayfair, but when they have these riots in the States and, and they're burning cars and they're damaging stores, is that kind of stuff covered or is that, that strictly on the owners? Well, as I would always say in this scenario, it depends on the type of coverage that the individual or the business owner has purchased. Yeah. So the, the, the really, really important thing to know is make sure you know what kind of coverage you have. In a lot of instances, it is covered because there's coverage for that type of peril because there's resulting damage and it's, you know, but intentional okay. acts are not covered. So you have to be really careful. Make sure you talk to your broker, get the right information, uh, and then decide what you need from there. Exactly right. Deborah Hendrickson is with Wayfair Insurance. It's wayfairinsurancegroup.com and it's spelled F-A-R-E-R. -E Otherwise, you're buying a couch. That's right. <laughs> Have a great morning. All right. Thanks a lot. Take it great. easy, guys. Brian, take us out. Thanks, Dave. Dave and I will be right back right after this short break. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show. Stay with us. Alrighty, we're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Dave Redinger. I'm with Brian Max. Brian is a star of the internet. You got like 24 million subscribers or something like that, Brian? Oh, yeah, we're we're doing okay. I think we've got 10 million views on YouTube and uh, you know, thousands of followers all over the place, but uh um on the internet, I'm easy to find. My last name is spelled M A K S E and uh I've I'm on basically any channel you can imagine. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to find me. Okay, so you're in the hot seat. I'm going to ask you first off, how do you make money? 
Oh, that's, that's secondly, very good question. how do you get all those cars that you get to drive around with? And thirdly, who does your camera work? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, first question uh, with uh, with my YouTube channel. YouTube actually will you know pay us money um, based on the ads that are run on the channel, and it's uh, it's an interesting game that we have to play in order to you know make sure that our videos are the right length and we do all the right things to attract the right kind of advertising so that we make the the most amount of money so that's i mean that's mm -hmm. that's essentially how it works and then of course uh i read about cars from various publications around the world so those uh those publications will pay me for those uh those stories so and, you're writing uh, columns that you're selling off as as, as content Yes, and and it's generally related to what I'm doing on YouTube anyway. So if I'm driving a Lamborghini one day and film that episode, there's also a story that goes along with that Lamborghini episode for one of uh, one of my outlets. Do you find that um, you you get better traction with Exotica than you do with uh, you know a Ford Biscayne? Uh, you, you know what our our most popular uh, products are all the SRT products from. Uh, Dodge and Jeep. Get so out of here! Yeah, I'm not kidding. Our our most popular video is the uh, is about the Dodge Demon. That's the the 800 horsepower yeah. drag car that they made a couple of years ago. But every single one of our Dodge Challenger, Dodge Charger, Durango, uh, Jeep SRT, or the Jeep Trackhawk with the 700 horsepower motor, those are all our most popular videos. And I don't know. I, I guess I enjoy them, and that maybe comes through, but um, you know, all things being equal, those are our most popular, and then followed by Chevrolet, Camaro, and Corvette, and Ford Mustang. How did, did you have you driven the C8 yet? Still haven't driven the C8. Looking looking forward to that one of these days. But I've, yeah. I've driven all the previous generations extensively, and I and I like Corvettes. I really enjoyed it. So here's my question. Okay, I ordered a C8. So how it works with the dealership is you give them a deposit. And you stand in line, just like uh, social distancing. So right. I'm number 22 out of uh, 44 or something. So now what happens is when my turn comes up, I can get to order my car. So I have to increase my deposit, and then they will build my car. So it's at least a year down the road. So my question is, is it better for me to buy the last of the C7s, or is it better to wait for a C8? Uh, well, I've, I've got a couple of thoughts on this. So I was at the launch, the the reveal of the C8 Corvette in California last summer, and got to see it up close. And you know, my view is that once the excitement wears off, what we've got is a mid-engine Corvette. It's not a you know a McLaren or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. It's still a Corvette. So that's one consideration. The other thought is that. My favorite car out of the entire C7 generation, the previous generation, is the Grand Sport. So it's kind of this in between the base car, the Stingray, and the Z06. So it doesn't have you know 600 horsepower. It's got 500 horsepower, yes. but it's got the chassis, the brakes, the suspension, uh, the aerodynamics of the Z06. And that is that's just, to me that's the sweet spot in the C7 Corvette line. And of course, you can get one today, unlike having to wait for a C8. So. Yeah, C eight is I would I would think is a year down the road, and and if I'm into another car, I think what I'd probably do is 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 sell it, you know, buy it, pay for it, and then move it down. So do they still call it a Corvette Stingray? Yeah, that's how I remember it. Yeah.
Yeah. The, so the the way they've uh, and and I think the Kirk the the C8 the base car is the Stingray, and then they yeah, they'll move up as they develop faster versions of that. But yeah, I believe the base car is still a Stingray. And what's it's the hot, uh, what's the hot color, guys, for the Stingrays? Red, well, pro- probably bright red. Yeah. yeah. Bright red with tan interior. I can see Dave getting into the uh, red Corvette. Well, it's the other part of when this car stops and you have to get out. See, you, there's a there's a button on the <laughs> dash, Steve. Yes. It says R. And when you push that button R, a rope falls down out of the ceiling. <laughs> and you can haul your ass out of the car. <laughs> I, getting thought out, was, I thought maybe it was going to be like a C for a crane. No, and it's it's really not very sophisticated to get out of that car because I tried. It's a pain. I gotta be honest with you. It, so it's, it's not a really, car you live with every day. No, I mean, as a car, you know, it, it does all the right things. You could kind of drive it every day, but it's so low to the ground. I mean, it's what four or five inches off the ground. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what happened? I used to have a <laughs> Shelby Cobra, and I used to drive that all over the country. And we were at, in Indianapolis. My brother and I, we drove to Indianapolis to see the race. And I come out of the hotel. And there's, there's a guy sitting in my car. And I'm going, <laughs> what? And he was, he was this large guy. <laughs> so, <I> go, <laughs> so very politely, I said, good morning. Are you enjoying yourself? <laughs> and he goes, wow, what a great car. Is this your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's salivating all over it. And as he gets out, he pulls on the windshield and snaps the glass. Oh come so on! I could have killed him, but the truth was insurance covered it. But the but you know, that's a problem when you have a car like that. People don't leave you alone. They want to talk about it. They want to touch it. You know, yeah, it's, it's absolutely true, David. I mean, you you know, I drive all these exotic cars, and I get stopped all the time, and everybody wants to talk. One of my most um, just bizarre situations was I took a Rolls Royce race to a Cars and Coffee in California. And mm-hmm. as it was wrapping up, I was letting people sit in the car when they asked politely. And one gentleman just kind of bumped some kids out of the way, had to sit in the car, sat in the car <laughs> without talking to me. And I said, excuse me, sir, it's, it's time for you to leave and closed the doors, rolled up the windows and locked it down. Get out of here. Just, I, yeah, I just don't, I just don't understand. Yeah. It was his dream probably. You know, I, I, I guess. I guess. And I mean, it was a beautiful car. I really enjoyed that. I still have my old old Ferrari and I'm driving along and this guy's honking the horn like crazy and honking the horn. And finally he pulls me over and he runs out of the car and he kisses the car right in the middle of the hood. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Anyways, we've got to run. Take us out of here, Brian. Hey, everyone. As you know, we're not in the studio to take your calls, so send through any questions you might have. Go to davescornergarage.com, hit the enter sign, and look for contact. We'll see your email questions that way. Thank you. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Later on in the hour, a great conversation with race car driver Daniel Moran. Dave, who have we got with us? We have Dom, actually Dominic, from Dom's Auto Parts. Uh, Dom, how are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Good. I heard you're cruising down the highway smiling. What, are you heading off to the cottage? Yeah, I'm heading up north a little long weekend. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I used to, you know, we had a guy come in one day from Lebanon, and he he ordered, believe it or not, 40 Honda Civics. And he wanted these Honda Civics to take them all apart, take the parts back to Lebanon to sell. And I said to him, 
how long would you have? He says, only a week, because they steal so much when I'm away. (laughs) (laughs) So can you afford a long weekend? (laughs) I'm going to make it happen anyway. (laughs) So you know what? You were in essential service uh, during this COVID crisis. And uh, we were talking about the other day where uh, first first responders and doctors and us were using your services. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I don't think we're as important as, as some essential services, but we play, a, our industry in general plays an important role at times like this. And, you know, they, they need to get to and from work and, and families who are at home need to get to and from the grocery store and, and supplies. So, yeah, I, I feel that our industry in general has a big part uh, in what's been going down lately. And also recycling is the right thing to do. I mean, um, you know, how green is it to build a brand new car when you have all the parts already available to repair the one you got? Exactly. That's that, that's our motto. Um, you know, if you reuse as much as possible in, in any walks of life. And automotive is a, is a classic example of that. And, you know, through, through this, uh, the last number of months, there's been some supply uh, issues on some new and aftermarket parts. So, you know, some of our used parts have come in real handy for those repair jobs that they might have gone new or, or aftermarket. Oh, they wouldn't have got the before. parts. Yeah, yeah that there's, makes there's a lot of some sense. Supply, there's some supply issues. So we, we we were a big part of that as well. There's talk in the government to, to get the new car sales up and running. They wanted to do a scrappage uh, routine again, where they would be buying or, or, or buying used cars in and $300 a piece, $400 a piece. They were talking $3,000 a piece. Uh, guaranteed if you trade your car in. Do you see that coming? Well, there is talk, and, and they you know they pulled those off uh, after the last recession to help get the new car market back back on its feet. And you know that that is a definite possibility, and that uh, changes our uh, our business a little bit. There's more product available, more cars available, and again, some of that stuff doesn't end up getting shipped out of the country as well. But it def- definitely changes the dynamics in our business. So you actually would ship used parts out of the country. I didn't know that. Yeah, we all do a little shipping. Yeah, we all have some buyers who ship to uh, different countries all over the world, not just the Middle East, but Africa, some of the islands, wherever there's a demand for certain types of vehicles of certain years. So we all we all partake and we uh, we sell uh, certain pieces to these uh, these these uh, exporters. So parts for less. You pull apart. In other words, you walk in there with a screwdriver and you remove the dashboard and walk out. Exactly. That's a division uh, on our self-serve side, side as opposed to Dom's, which is the full-serve side. And, and through this whole uh, time, the weather's been good. And we've got a ton of people coming out. Uh, we've put some measures in place to keep everybody safe. We have a 40-acre yard, so they're going up, getting parts for their cars, keeping their cars on the road. You know, guys and, and girls that are out of jobs uh, may not want to buy a new car right now. Um, and they want to keep their older car on the road for a little while until... Things kind of settle down, and they know what the, where their future is going. So uh, it's been good for a lot of people, and we were able to keep uh, just about all of our employees on staff and paid, and, and off government assistance uh, through this. So uh, that's that's why we put our nose down and really really worked hard to keep keep things going. Now you're involved with abuse hurts, uh, where people donate their vehicles. Uh, you process them and 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 pay abuse hurts money. How does that work for you? Well, you know, the cars we bring in are, 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 are decontaminated and, and handled properly and environmentally safe um, through yards like myself. And um, through this through this pandemic, there's there's definitely been a decrease in, in vehicles of, through all the charity car programs. 
and the abuse hurts people have seen a, uh, a big decline. So that's a big part of their uh, their fundraising goals, and uh, it's time to get them going again and have people start supporting the abuse hurts because they're great people and they've helped a ton of a ton of families through this, and they they need more support from uh, people like us. Got it, Brian. Do you have any comments? Uh, one question, Dominic, and it's more of a practical one. I'm not as handy as Dave is, uh, so I can't pull parts from cars. If I wanted, you know, some ignition coils for one of my cars, how would I how would I buy them from you uh, if I can't pull them off the car myself? Well, we do two things. If you come into the U-Pull yard where we keep all the vehicles stored, you find something you want and you can't pull it for whatever reason. We have a uh, we have yard yard men with trucks that will pull for you at a nominal fee, or you just come to the Dom's Auto Parts side, tell us what you need, and we'll arrange it, pull it, and get it ready, package it, and have it sitting waiting for you. No, oh, fantastic! Yeah, we've uh, we've got an old car kicking around, and that's exactly what it needs. Yeah. So the question: Have sometimes you get rebuildable wrecks? Sometimes you get cars that are way better than they, they don't deserve to be wrecked at all. What happens? Do you, do you also sell cars? Yeah, yeah. Some of the higher higher end cars that are lighter uh, have some light damage. People will buy, rebuild, repair, and put back on the road uh, at a savings. There's there's shops that do it. There's private individuals that'll do it. And yeah, there's some savings there. And we do get some pretty nice uh, vehicles in. What's the best one you've sold in the last six months? The best one you sold? <laughs> we had a uh, we had a Porsche 911. I am celebrating. Uh, Minor damage. Yeah. You should have called me. <laughs> so, how do people get in touch with Dom's? One eight hundred four eight one seven two seven two. Our website uh, domsauto dot com, and our salesmen are always there, ready to help. And if I can just say one more thing, we uh, decided there uh, a couple of months ago when we were helping some uh, some nurses and needed some parts that we would make an offer to first responders and medical staff. Uh, up to $200 in free parts through this. So that's still available. If there's any first responders and medical uh, people that need some help, give us a call and we'll uh, we'll help you out. Thank you. That's a very kind of you. Dom's Auto Parts and, and the charity work you do with Abuse Hurts goes without saying it's fascinating. Good stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Brian, take us out. Thanks, Dave. You and I are going to be right back right after this short break. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show. Stay with us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Later on in the hour, we're talking to Trevor Hutchison from Crown and find out how they're now up and running. Dave, who have we got with us now? Daniel Morad. He's a professional race car driver. Uh, recently won the 24 Hours of Daytona. I've been down there. It's a long night to be racing cars. So, and Daniel, good, good morning. Welcome. Oh, I, I'm just waking up now from the Rolex 24 win. Uh, did I miss anything? anything no, happened? nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that was 2017, okay? This year was okay. We were third at the 2020 Rolex 24, but uh, unfortunately, racing stopped uh, shortly after after the celebrations. Um uh, yeah, looking forward to get back to the track soon. I'm actually at a track right now as we speak. I'm at um, Goodwood Cartways doing some coaching. So they um, they actually pay you to drive the car? Yes, I, I figured. I out can't that believe it. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm just I'm still pinching myself, but uh, it's it's uh, quite the uh, the job, right? Uh, but you know the thing with this job is you always have to perform. Otherwise, you have no job the next day. 
So earlier this year, I mean, I had a flight, I had accommodations booked to go to Sebring. And then just before the 12 hours of Sebring down in Florida in March, everything got canceled. Mm, so yeah. how did the, how did the season change for you? Well, uh, we, um, I'm, we were testing, I was in Daytona testing, um, what was that? Mid February. Everything was just going fantastically at that point. And uh, then obviously the talk, you know, talks of coronavirus and, and the pandemic, uh, you know, coming up were um, on the horizon and we weren't sure what was going to happen. So it was kind of just like a shock all at once, you know, everything done, you know, I, I think the week before, because everyone was in St. Pete and it's like, are we going to Sebring? What's happening? So obviously everything rebooked uh, and rescheduled for later in the year, but yeah, just a really big shock to the system. And um really nice to finally get back out to a track not the track i want to be at but a track right now do you see oh, yeah. uh, uh the e-racing and getting uh, any traction now that you guys are going back um it was great during the pandemic i i would say uh there's no there's no replacing the feel the sound the sweat yeah. the atmosphere of a real racetrack people that have been to a real race will know what i'm talking about if you haven't been to a real race what are you doing? You need to get to a real race right now. Uh, well, as soon as we're allowed to. Um, but, you know, the, the forces on the body, like none of that stuff is, is replicated on the simulator. Also, the risk factor and consequence. So, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, that things happen the way they did. But uh, listen, the sim racing was great while it lasted. I'm still going to continue. I'm on Twitch right now. My Twitch name is Moradness. I stream all my races. So it's a lot of fun. I, I race with my my supporters and that's a unique opportunity but listen i'm really really uh, looking forward to getting back to the real track and racing uh, for thousands of people oh well and and this is the thing dave uh daniel you do something else with moradness as well so tell us about that yeah so moradness is a uh, after winning the rolex 24 uh my girlfriend and i i mean she's my life partner basically jessica and, and myself we started a company called moradness and w what we wanted to do is we said listen there's no clothing in motorsport that you can wear outside the track. So why don't we make a brand that's motor, mm. motorsport motivated? So we have really um, sporty uh, but fashionable clothing pieces that are translatable into everyday like lifestyle. And um, and listen, like it, it was a struggle at first because we had so many people saying, "Oh, you're self-centered. You shouldn't be doing that." But anybody that knows me, I mean, Brian knows me really well. I am the opposite of self-centered. I love making people, you know, I want to include people in what I'm doing. I, I, we have a very inclusive brand um, and we also host events. So we have karting events where the prize, for instance, for the Moradness Karting Championship coming up is a fully paid race weekend in a Porsche 944 Cup car in a Lucky Dog racing series. So it's a 16-hour race and they're teammates with me. So three drivers plus myself, teammates in a 16-hour race. I don't see anybody else doing those kind of things right now. And I love doing it. I want to include everyone Good in for this you. adventure. And um, listen, motorsport is too exclusive as it is. I want people to see what it's all about and bring as many people into the sport as possible. You know, it's actually amazing how many Canadian drivers are in the world stage. You know, Yeah, and it's F1. unfortunate we're not showcased enough. Yeah. And I really appreciate you having me on the show to at least get another Canadian driver out there. But Racing is such an ex exhilarating sport. Um, it's more than just sitting behind the wheel of a car. I mean, there are forces, there's risks, there's calculations. 
it's one of the most intense sports that you can ever do. Imagine like triathlete meets death race, you know, like it's, um, there's no other sport on the planet quite like it. And funny enough, it's one of the only sports that we can also replicate in the virtual world pretty accurately. So it kind of worked out well during the pandemic because you couldn't watch anything but racing. You can't watch a basketball player play with a joystick, you know, it's not the same thing, but having a steering wheel and some pedals, you can do some wonderful things on the virtual world. Ryan, we've been told we've got to run. How do we get in touch with you? What is your, what's your website? Um, well, you can check out moradness.com for all the clothing and on social media at Daniel Morad or Moradness for um, any of the clothing stuff. And for sure on Twitch, which is a streaming platform, Moradness is my username. Come hang out. It's live streaming. It's really relaxed and it's cool. I'm going to have to ask you to spell the Moradness. It's M-O-R-A-D-N-E-S-S. Got it. Brian, thank you. Thank you so much. Brian, take us home. Hey, everyone. As you know, we're not in the studio to take your calls, so send through any questions you might have. Go to davescornergarage.com, hit the enter sign, and look for contact. We'll see your email questions that way. Thank you. Daniel, thank you for taking time. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me on the show. Good Daniel, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Welcome back. Uh, we have Trevor Hutchison on the phone. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? Good morning, David. Morning, Alan. Good morning. Now that the COVID-19, some of the restrictions have been removed, your stores are open again. Is that correct? That's right. As of uh, last Tuesday, most of our centers in Ontario opened. Uh, in the Maritimes, we've been open. Uh, a number of our centers were already uh, open because they were doing uh, what was classified as repair work. Uh-huh. Uh, but now we we have only a small handful across the province that still aren't open. But we expect by next Monday that that will be fully opened across the board. What about the U.S.? Are the same restrictions down there? Uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, for instance, in New York State, uh, we're open. In Pennsylvania, we're open. In Michigan, we are not open. Mm. Uh, they're having some different challenges there. And right now, there's still the restrictions of even being able to cross state lines. Um, so what we've done is we've reached out to our dealers to uh, work with them at providing uh, direction on what they're able to do and, and to try to support them in, in getting reopened because everybody seems to be having a, a little bit different challenge with it. Uh, but we, we expect to be, we won't be 100%, but by the end of this month, we expect to be 95% reopened. Trevor, you know, we've been open all along being an essential business, the actual car repair business. And I can tell you, it certainly presented some challenges, okay? You know, from how we have to treat the cars to how we have to treat the people. Maybe you want to, you know, there's some people that still have quite a bit of trepidation about going out at all. But the ones that do want to come in, how are you handling it? Yeah, that, that that has been our number one uh, priority, Alan, in trying to get our shops uh, prepared for this. Because, uh, you know, with, without customers, we're not in a business. And so making sure that they feel comfortable is the absolute number one priority. So uh, we've been going through, like many stores people will go into and putting up, um, you know, the, the plastic shields mm-hmm. so that when, when they deal with, with our front office staff or front desk within a shop, uh, that, that both our employees as well as the customers are protected. Uh, we put in sanitization stations for people's 
uh, hands so that they don't have to touch anything or if they do that there is uh, sanitizer available for them. Um, we set up we set up a thing where we will only take uh, customers by appointment now. And so the actual advantage of that is is that we can really limit the amount of people that are in our shop. So keeping the physical distancing has actually uh, been one of the easiest things to do. We do things like putting keys in, in pouches so that they're not touched. Uh, our employees are wearing gloves and masks. So we've really been able to, to limit a lot of that part of it. And I can tell you just in the past week that the majority of our centers started receiving calls immediately. Many of them were just calling back to ones that had called or emailed in the last few weeks. And right now we're booking up appointments well into next week for people. So, so far the feedback's been very positive from consumers, but it has been a bit of a learning curve for us. Well, you have to understand since for the most part, a lot of people are still, you know, sitting home, they got lots of time on their hands. So, so what I found myself is, is that makes it actually easier because people do have time. You know, as you say, you're, you're able to maintain the social distancing by leaving time in between customers. Um, what I found too, though, is, you know, cause, because everybody has a cell phone now is that people will drive up to the shop and then just call us and then we can talk right there without even them coming in. You've extended sure. the warranties on the, on the vehicles too, haven't you? Yeah. And I think that is directly tied into why we're seeing how our bookings have been is that, uh, on our website, we posted almost nine weeks ago now that uh, customers that, that have a warranty that are due for their respray, that once the restrictions were lifted within the jurisdiction that they were in, that the customers would have 30 days to then get in to have their warranty extended. Mm -hmm. uh, we expect that we may have to go beyond that, to be honest with you. Um, you know, now that we've been shut down in some areas for almost 10 weeks, um, you know, we've, we've literally got thousands of customers that have warranties to be updated. Uh, and realistically, we only have so many hours in a day and so many days in a week to process the vehicles and do it properly and safely. So that's what we're monitoring right now. But we certainly want to assure our customers uh, that they will be fully looked after. And if we have to go beyond the 30 days to update everybody, then that's exactly what we'll do. Trevor, am I wrong? Or, you know, because of the time of year right now, this isn't really a time of year where you would expect to see a lot of corrosion, would you? Uh, yeah, you probably are wrong. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> been talking to my wife, Trevor. <laughs> I don't talk to my own wife enough. I can't imagine talking to somebody else's. No, well, you know, you know what the challenge is right now is that it, we, we come through a very interesting winter spring where we had periods where we had a lot of snow uh, and then we, we got really cold and then we got mild and then it dipped back again. And so mm -hmm. what happens at this time, time of year is that now the moisture content goes up and we're seeing all the impact and damage that the winter did from it. So we actually see, although things uh, start to corrode once the temperature warms up, 
we see more of the impact of it when we get a vehicle up on the hoist and look at things, you know, like like brake lines and uh, a lot of the metal components underneath. So uh, that's the other thing that's creating this demand is that many more people are coming in going, realizing this is the best time of year to actually get their vehicle sprayed. It'll also make your summer a little a little busier. Where summer's a quiet period, you'll you actually be doing the backlog. Well, I, I and I do think that's exactly what's going to happen, David. And, and Alan was talking about it is that that we really expect that this is going to take us. If we were ten weeks shut down, mm-hmm. it'll take us at least double that to maybe three times that just to try to deal with the backlog. Well, Trevor, you know, it's it's great that you've established a protocol, um, you know, in terms of dealing with customers. They can do it touchlessly. And and I'm sure you disinfect the car somewhat before you give it back as well. Yeah, that that's one of the, the big things we've been working on with our shops is, is coming up with a procedure for cleaning. Um, currently, Crown does not make a disinfectant, but it is something that we're looking at. The thing that, that people want to be really concerned about is, is that with good cleaning practices, much like we're being told to, you know, wash our hands frequently and that is that if things are properly cleaned, we can do a lot to mitigate the damage. Uh, but we're not stopping there. We're actually looking at things as to could we produce our own sanitizer? Could we mm-hmm. produce a disinfectant that could be easily applied? to further protect customers. So I'm hoping that we may have some updates on that in the not too distant future. And that's the way business is going to be done in the future too, I'm sure. So I how do we so. get in touch with Crown? Uh, so probably the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website at uh, crown.com. Uh, and from there, you can find all of our uh, current information as well as dealer contact information. Trevor, thank you so much. Have a great morning. Stay safe, gentlemen. I hope uh, you guys and your families are well, and uh, we look forward to a very safe summer. Oh, and Trevor, if there was something special you want me to tell your wife, just just email me, okay? <laughs> we'll do other things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Don't forget to enter online to win a CAA Plus membership. It's easy to enter. Just go to davescornergarage.com. Our last winner will be announced next weekend. Uh, Dave, I want to, uh, this was a great show. I want to thank Deborah Hendrickson from Wayfair Insurance. Smart lady. Oh, that, and that was very insightful. Dom Viteri from Dom's Auto Parts. And I need Smart to get man. some parts. Yeah, I need to get some parts from him. And uh, Daniel Morad, one of my favorite Canadian racing drivers, as well as Trevor Hutchison from Crown for joining us. Both nice guys. How do you like that? <laughs> Anyways, keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. Make sure you join us next week for another great show. And from here, uh, actually from the house, goodbye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.